This is Oh Man Rolling Dice. Hey, this is DM Jeremy from Old Men Rolling Dice. I'm joined by Jiminy Jason. We've made that we've made that stick. I really like that, by the way. That's special. And we're also welcoming back to the podcast Christoph from Old Mage Games, Atlas Rise or Die. The Kickstarter is tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. It goes live. And we're going to talk a little bit about what you can expect from that Kickstarter, sort of some of the excitement that we're feeling about the product and hopefully get get you involved to go and check it out and give it a look and give it your consideration. I'm just going to make a quick note here at the start that this is not a paid ad. We're not doing this because (laughs) Atlas said we actually approached them they didn't approach us so we were really interested in the product we liked what we saw and we just wanted to learn more and before we knew it uh we were having drinks with Christoph. we were talking about the game and jeremy's uh, lying we paid thousands of dollars for this <laughs> i wish i wish i wish if you happen to have a product that you'd like to pay thousands of dollars to old been rolling dice for i i can verify right now that you don't even want to know what jeremy would do for a thousand dollars Wow. Wow. <laughs> Are we really going there? Let's take a... Uh, that's, a that's the beauty of editing. We don't even know if this will ever happen. So that's I think right. it's awesome that we're back here again. We're, we're going back to Atlas, right? We've, uh, we've taken our first steps on this journey, and we're about to find out about the wonderful and exciting thing that's about to happen in like the next less than 24 hours. And, um, and just, just to recap, just to recap, Atlas is an indie RPG, vintage sword and sorcery, tabletop role-playing. We're not talking about video games here. If you're here at Old Men Rolling Dice, you know that already. We talked last time, we talked about barbarians, brutality, blood, swords, axes, monsters. We talked about this last time as well. It has a sort of an old-school vibe to it. It's meant to sort of be your... Uh, Maybe your dad's game, but that doesn't mean you can't play it. Your dad knew how to game. He knew what he was doing. Trust him. <laughs> you know, we're throwing words here like old mages games and old yeah. men rolling dice. I don't I know. even know oh. which I'm part of it anymore. So let's talk about okay. let's talk about the Kickstarter because the Kickstarter has sort of a is it a preview page? What do we call this? Yes, uh, we have two pages. We have a, a draft page and the preview page. And the draft page is basically just what you can see uh, until tomorrow, it just shows our project name, two sentences, what it is. And you can subscribe for notification when it starts tomorrow. But the main excitement is on the preview page, which will merge with the draft page tomorrow. And you will see all these tomorrow. So right now, you can click on this preview link, which is also on, on the first one, the draft. You have to copy yeah. the short link and then paste it into the browser. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow, it will uh, merge together. And then this is where you can see everything about the game. You know, you see videos, pictures, the uh, descriptions, uh, the team, everything you need to know, the stretch goals, the pledges. And tomorrow at uh, Eastern Time, 8 a.m., this is all going to be one page and you will be able to help us out and then choose your reward and see what's going to happen. And hopefully we'll get funded soon. If you're already on the mailing list, they sent me a link right to this. They sent me a link right to this so I I could check it out. And if you're just doing something mobile and you're out and about right now and you're not in front of your computer, pop on your phone and definitely check out their Instagram. Some beautiful artwork available there and some great information about the product. I think we're old-fashioned here. We're all old-fashioned, right? We are more Instagram and Facebook than TikTok. And 
Yeah. Although, right? although I'm going to tell you something. I love me some TikTok. Jason is not on board with me, but I laugh and laugh. Old Men Rolling Dice is now on TikTok. It's small. It's maybe not as funny as it could be, but we're there. I like it. I like it. I like the platform, but I get it. It's young kids. In terms of Atlas, it, we're building the empire slowly. Huh? <laughs> One small brick at a time. That's you know, right. if you roll a D20 or a D10 and you have a you know a roll like one, you can make a nice TikTok video about raging when your character there you dies, go. right? There you, there you go. Talk to me a little bit about the pledges. There's a digital pledge, which I know lots of people like. So much gaming happening online now. Hardcover books. I mean, I hope they're not going the way of the Dodo. Everybody likes a PDF of their game now. But the printed book, which is where I'm at, because I love my paper books. And I think I saw in the added bonus stuff, you guys have like DM screens, dice. Yeah, we have a bunch of add-ons that people can choose from. And uh, we try to make it as cheap as possible, just to tell you guys we don't get any out of it. So what you can get and choose is basically a bunch of small things that can make your uh, gaming gaming night more exciting. For example, you can choose Atlas customized, uh, Atlas Rise of Die customized dice set with our logo on it. You can choose a, a dice tray for that. There's a Dungeon Master screen. I think that's really cool. I never seen it actually um, in person when I was playing any other role-playing games, but now mm-hmm. seeing it on a picture, I definitely want one. Like this is amazing. And and I think every uh, Dungeon Master should have one. Uh, the, artwork, dice tray. The, the artwork on it is great. I mean, that's one of the things I love about DM screens is that it can set the mood at the table, right? The artwork on the screen can sort of bring the players into the worlds. I, th- I love the fact that you have one. Yeah, the dice trace, for example, like every time I roll a, a dice, it always lands on the floor and we fight over, is it a one or a 20? Now here's a dice tray that looks cool and then you don't have to worry about that, right? Okay, <laughs> tell me what side of the fence you're on on this. Dice rolls off the table. Is that a dead dice or do you take it as it lands? Take it as it lands. That's a you thing. I think when you get to be a certain age, you're too, it's too much trouble to bend down and look at it. And I just said, another one. I, I just said it's me. It right my, <laughs> my dungeon master is not like that. So it doesn't no. matter what I say because it's up to him. And yeah, you're right. He's actually a little bit older. So maybe you have yeah. to be a certain age too. I, I think uh, I, I think if the dice is off the table, it's dead. It's a dead dice. It's a dead dice. You just you if, pick it up. If I can see again. a 20 from the table, I'm, I'm going to go with it. That's the thing, right? If it's a 20, then it's never a dead dice. But, you know, if it's a one, they always want to put it to a dead dice. Part of the reason why we're here and what we're doing is, is, is the love of rolling dice. Have you ever played D&D with kids? I'm talking like 12 Maybe years or... or less. There's something wrong with a 12-year-old that they cannot keep their dice on the table. It's impossible to roll a dice on the table. So that I think that's why I instituted dice on the floor are dead. Because I've just, I've had enough. My son has Should... to roll on the table. Keep it on the table. Keep it, I don't know why kids can't get it, but they can't. Let's get back. Let's get back to Atlas here. Let's get back to Atlas here. So oh, yeah. we have a core book. It says we have yes. a player's a player's handbook. So is the core book sort of the rule set? If I'm a if I'm running the game, I, I'm I'm going to spend most of my time in my in the core book. I would say if you're running the game, you would spend most of your time in the in the core book, and the people who are players will spend more of their time in their uh, player's handbook. So it's basically a merged uh, thing together. If you scroll down, you can see a pretty nice... Um, the graphic of them coming together? Graphics coming them together. So uh, we have so it will all be them... one book? Yes. Cool. You have two different versions of covers too. 
Oh, they did a variant cover. Am I right on that or am I wrong on that? This is something that we would love to to give away to people if we reach our social media goal to have a Hydra uh, covered book because it just looks insanely cool. It looks really cool. It's a leather bonded and who doesn't like a Hydra leather bonded? Oh my God. And the the Hydra looks amazing in the artwork as well. It's not on the cover of the book because the book is all Hydra hide, but there's a picture here. What is the goal here? We're trying to raise how much? We're trying to raise 25,000 UK font. UK works out. It works out to, I think about 30 American. I'm really bad at math, but I think so. Yes, yeah, it somewhere there, that. which I think is a totally attainable goal, and oh, I think you guys are going to hit it. We would like to make it happen, and we don't we don't want to force anyone, you know, to pay a huge amount of donations to to bring this game alive. And that's why we have a, a pledge goal for two dollar minimum two dollar, which already includes the uh, adventure book, which uh, people will get if we reach one of our early bird social game. So the faster we get founded, the more adventures we will be able to uh, deliver to you guys. And I think the first one is in one hour, if I'm correct. Let me see. It's 10 minutes. If we get funded in 10 minutes, we, we will get six adventures. It's oh wow! It's basically a long process. So when you say adventures, to... are we talking like a module? Yes, we're talking about a module here. Yeah. And then that will deliver a huge uh, extra experience for, for uh, people. And if you are paying a minimum $2, doesn't matter if it was five or 10 or only two, you will be able to get all these adventures and there will be no other ways later in the future to get these adventures. So the people who who contributed uh, during this fundraising project will be able to get this exclusive adventure that no one else will get later, even when we go and print it. Doesn't matter if the game gets funded or, or not. So so we want, we want to get on the, on the ground floor right away so that we can get these bonus adventures. And you know, sure. you can always get go- the PDF. I want to go back really quick again because we did talk about the quality and we've we've looked at a lot of new games recently and stuff and i think one of the telltale signs that somebody's put the time and effort in is the artwork because we reviewed a couple of products that we loved and there's something about looking at a system that you that you're super excited about and then flipping to a page and seeing mediocre or average artwork the one thing i can say without a doubt is this is some of the best artwork i've, I've possibly ever seen in a game which means that if they're putting the kind of detail into that there's a really good chance that the details that are going into the mechanics of the game and the production of the game are probably just as equal. So uh, I think it's a good sign for sure for anybody who's uh, not sure about uh, where it stands. You guys can see the posters. That is one of the add-ons that people can get, but whoever already subscribed for our newsletter on our website, and even if you have not, and tomorrow is the launch date, but you just subscribe right now, you will be able to get all uh, of those wallpapers we've been posting to you guys um, once um, every two or three weeks. So if you don't want a poster, but you definitely want to have, you know, online version of wallpaper for your phone or one that you want to just put it on on your background on the computer and see if it looks cool to decide if you would like to get an actual poster. I think, you know, this is a, if you really love the artwork and as you said, Jason, you are fascinated about that. I would definitely suggest to go yeah. ahead and subscribe or a newsletter and just get all these posters we posted before in the last couple months and get all of them for free. And there's a video on the Kickstarter page. If people are more interested in lore of the world and things like that, there's a video on the Kickstarter page that sort of walks you through the history of the world of Atlas and why and how it got to where it is. It's yeah. a very full history. It's not just a uh, like a cover letter. I think Jeremy asked prior to launching this podcast today, what would make Atlas 
um, special or different from any other games right now because it's the era of all these tabletop games. And why would you stop playing D and D and start playing Atlas? I think that's what you were asking. And and if I think can we just... had, I think that came in from one of our Instagram. Uh, we put oh, really? we put out for questions on Instagram. Oh, and there we should... here is just a captain. What's the difference between their game and D and D? Looking for a sales pitch. Why I should play their game over D and D? Thanks. So, yeah, what is the sales pitch? What, what is the what is what is it that sets Atlas apart from sort of the world of Dungeons and Dragons or the five E system? So we talked a lot of things um, last time in this podcast, and just to briefly summarize, the most um, interesting ones, um, as from me who's not a salesman, but why I would play that over D&D right now is um, it's not better. It's certainly not D&D. It's something new. I would say something unique, something that brings back the old sword and sorcery uh, that you can see in D&D and makes some uh, changes in that to make it much easier and faster to absorb. You can adopt this entire Atlas Rise or Die into a D20 system and use it with the uh, E5 rolls from Dungeons and Dragons. So if you don't like our our um, um, basics and our rules, you can adopt it. But if you like it, and what we're trying to reach here is an easier, faster system where you can go into the fight, into the action. You don't have to do as much math as you do in, in uh, E5, for example. And uh, we have the, the 2D10 system instead of the D20. We also try to accomplish here a forged word. I would like to emphasize that to, to relate back to the artwork is that nowadays all these um, RPGs that are coming from nowhere, and some of them are really, really great. Some of them actually lacking the coherence between all these subsystems and between the story and the background. And this is our major focus here is that bring Atlas a coherent word where everything functions together and uh, you don't have an overpowered mage, you don't have an underpowered soldier, you also have enough backstories and you also have enough graphics to fill the game as real as it is. So like we talked about last time, we always posted uh, pictures with stories and then people will get more adventures if they found that, uh, found the project faster. And then we b- deliver as many plots as we are able to you guys and as many graphics. So one of the major things would be the easier uh, sub systems is, uh, and more coherent subsystems that some part of the uh, E5 right now, for example, the magic or character creation. And you will see how it works if you try out the game and you will see if you enjoy that or you just drop it and go back to E5. We have the word, which is obviously we have some resembles of all the other fantasy words um, around, but there are some unique twists in that, that you will find it something enjoyable, something more. Um, I would say if you're bored playing E5 all the time, you would definitely give, you should definitely give a try for it and see how it feels. I tried it when I was uh, testing the game and it feels much faster, feels much more easier, less math, but it still feels, you know, story-wise really coherent. And I, I love the, the uh, classes. I loved, you know, I love staring an artwork when I'm, you know, telling the story or I'm trying to, you know, like live through it. So um, it was a long sales pitch, but I would say you have to try a new word. And obviously, if you don't try it, you will never figure out if you like it. Give a try, you know, a couple of sessions, and then you will decide. It's almost completely free for you to try. There's a lot of D&D 5 edition out right now. And if, you, if D&D 5e is your thing, I, I get it. You're probably not out there kickstarting new games. But there's a, I, th- I, I think there's a good portion of people 
that want something different. There are some limitations to Dungeons & Dragons 5e. The advantage-disadvantage system, it's sort of a catch-all, and some people are just like, I'm done with it. Uh, some different ways to modify my outcomes rather than just falling back immediately at advantage and disadvantage. So for And I've played a couple other old retro games recently and have really enjoyed them regardless of the fact it, it i guess what i'm saying is it doesn't have to be dungeons and dragons or this i think that you can do both and the fact that the setting of atlas the setting seems to be rich and deep enough that you could run a 5e game in atlas rise or die by and just adapt what you have so i think there's value there as well when we talked about the spells last time like you can cherry pick stuff from other games and if if you're only getting sort of if you're always eating vanilla you never know what strawberry or chocolate can do for you so that's my exactly. thing. i'm not i don't think it's a it's an so captain and if if i can answer the question as well for you i don't think it's a one or the other I think it's if you're looking for something different, this is a solid option. You, you start reaching that point where the fifth edition, it's the same thing over and over again. The same sort of scenarios, the same spells, the same the same roles. Anytime you mix it up and, and play a different system or a different game, I think it only adds to it. I think it kind of in, it, it inspires and it makes you look at sort of things in a different from a different angle, right? And sometimes you only cherry pick that stuff. And sometimes, you know, it's great to kick back and just play that game with your friends and then have this sort of different adventure that takes place um, under a different system where everything's kind of new and exciting again. Like the first time you got into Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like you don't already understand all the rules. All of a sudden, well, what does this do? What does that do? Well, oh my God, what, you know, what is that monster? Um, yeah. what, what are these classes? It, um, it sort of boosts the excitement of the table to bring in mm. sort of a fresh perspective. Hey Jason, uh, I think you mentioned last time to to us that you you would really love to see a, um, a steampunk western themed um, game as well. And I think we mentioned just barely touched at the end of our last podcast that Atlas is around four books that forms a series. So Atlas Rise or Die mm -hmm. is going to be the first setting, the first issue, if you will, out of the four. And if we get funded and if we uh, reach that point that we are successful. We are definitely planning it for long term, and then we are planning to forge this word even further. So the first era is the Rise or Die, which is this barbaric clan that we presented on our Kickstarter and that we are trying to get funded for. But the next step will be a clock punk pirate, and then after that, a steampunk western team, and then at the end, an apocalyptic dark fantasy. And then you guys can see a sneak peek on our Kickstarter if you go on the very bottom. It's at about the uh, above the about the team section, you can see uh, an artwork, and then we would very very much likely to do all these three if we reach the first milestone, and that's our future goal. So we're standing for a long time here. That's exciting. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. If this, you know, you you have an opportunity with this Kickstarter to get in on the ground floor with Old Mage Games to get Atlas Rise and Die up and running. And then that's only going to push this little company further to get their neck cuttings out. I really like that. I like the idea that this Kickstarter, you're getting in on the ground floor on something and you're going to be able to affect the production of more, more quality games. And, and that's great. 
Uh, if you don't like the, the well, barbaric land, you can go and then just help us out to get to the Clockbunk pirate game or the post-apocalyptic game, which is definitely different than D&D. That's, that's nice, right? I mean, because any one of us here, the, 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 the idea of being sort of the first or being on the ground floor of something like that, there's a feeling of community, right? Like you're sort of involved in this. Second of all, there's a lot of D&D. There's a lot of sort of sword and sorcery. And I think the, once you start gaming, if you're new into gaming or if you've been gaming for a while, you, you really, your eye does start to stray over to some of these other genres. There's some really cool stuff out there. And I have seen the artwork you've talked about, the little uh, thumbnails, and they look really good. Really you, good looking. You up. guys haven't announced any like stretch goals or anything like that though yet, right? We're still getting like at this point, it's just launching. So yeah, we do have stretch goals. And for example, uh, we try to make it in a way that we have a, a core book created goal and then a player's handbook created goal, a setting created goal, a non-product core book again. So we, we go these, you know, like step by step. And for example, the first stretch goal is a new subsystem. And this new subsystem is an easy but exciting addition to the uh, core book. This gives an alternative to the player and the dungeon master to create the character together using a dice roll system. So they can build a background, the role, the desired path by simply just rolling dices. So it's, you know, we all love rolling dices. So mm -hmm. why don't we just Absolutely. do a character creation, save some time? And that would be the first one. We would like to bring a new subclass for another stretch goal. It's called the Sklet of Secrets subclass, which becomes available for anyone who's interested to play this. It's a Varks Warrior Bard subclass. Warrior Bard, I think it's really cool. It uses unique abilities and skills and magic to, to get along. I think I, I played Wards before and they were really, really complicated. Let me take you back in time to Bards of First Edition, where you had to like do so many levels of fighter, then so many levels of rogue, mm -hmm. and then so many levels of well, it wasn't rogue back then, it was thief, wasn't it? So so many levels of fighter, so many levels of thief, and then so many levels of, I want I want to say wizard. Druid. Was it druid? What a crazy I, ride. Yeah. And then and then at that point, you could become a bird. We also have a couple other ones, just to real fast touch it. Yep. We have, for example, um, which I really like is the chapters novel, which is basically each chapter of the setting will start with a novel focusing on the background and the word of Atlas. This helps the players live through the game uh, more deeply. Meanwhile, provides a fun and entertaining reading experience, which is something that we really want to do in Atlas to every page that you read in that core book feels like it's a story, not just words. And as we talked about last time, the spells are not just like the character flies. It's, you know, a story that word comes and picks up the wizard and takes it away. So we would like to have each chapter starts with a novel if we get this scratch goal. We also have a customized character sheet, which I think a must have. We have to reach that because it's just much easier to download the character sheet, customized, um, on our website and then use it to create your own character. It's much easier. Yeah. I think it's a must have. We have a new subsystem. Players create a magical item much easier and faster than just using the core book. And which I really like is another new subclass, which is called the Beast Hunter Master. It's a subclass will, which will be available for anyone if you reach that goal. And then this subclass specializes for hunting monsters and fearful beasts and collecting glorious trophies. The idea of being like a monster slayer hunter, I think it just fits your setting well. 
Oh, and the last one, have a name generator on our website and you guys can create your own character by just using that. So no more Bobs and no more Ned uh, called NPCs. You can just go on our website. and. I once DM'd for a guy whose character's name was Captain Moosehead. Great beer, horrible name. Okay, quick question then. And this is on a side note. What's the one of the best character names each of you guys have ever heard in a game? Like where you're like, somebody just made it. And I'm going to start this off. I played first edition, probably going into second, and the half ogre race was added through Dragon Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I played in a game with a guy who had a half ogre, I believe barbarian back in the day, named Kamana Wanna Punch You. And I was like, that that might be one of the best names. And if Steve ever hears this, I just wanted to know that Kamana Wanna Punch You was my favorite character name from my childhood. And he was a half ogre? He's a half ogre barbarian. Kamana, wanna, wanna punch you. I had a friend who, every time he died, he brought a new character with almost the exact same name. So we were not able to follow which character we're talking about. It's always called Dante. So we were not sure. And then when our DM brought back the previous character, we had a, such a confusion because now we had two of those. So like name that. generators are important, right? We've seen a lot of good and bad names. So, and not just that, it's true. If you're, you're hashing out a campaign, it's a new system. You're going to homebrew some stuff. You're going to want to generate a couple of NPCs nice and quick. Uh, name generator is a fantastic idea. And a good set of names, like if all the characters are named well, it just helps with the immersion. It does. It's like everybody's, it does. In, everybody's now invested. Like It's true. When you're one playing character game, named Bob brings everybody out of the game. It does. Not just that. If I'm in, if I'm playing in a game and I go, we're exploring a town, and the dungeon master's got these names and he's rallying them off, and they're they're character specific, they're setting relevant. You don't write any of them off. Whereas if he goes, oh, you go into town and there's three guys with these really elaborate backstories that have names, and then and then there's a Bob, and I'm going to say it, and a Jimmy. Well, I know the Bob and Jimmy aren't part of the story, right? I, I if you're going to be immersive, I. I think, you know, if you're going to make a small town or have some NPCs, name generator is fantastic. Okay. The next time we play a game, we have to, this might all get cut, by the way, but the, the next time we play a game, we need to have, uh, we need to have a Jimmy. I can come as a Jimmy. A Jimmy NPC. I use Jimmy all the time. I don't know what it is. Anytime we're referring to a poor character yeah. that's being beaten on. I've heard or, that last time. Yeah. I don't even know Jimmy. why. Even when I'm telling my kids life lessons. I'll be like, you don't want to be like Jimmy, right? And I don't even know. I don't even know Jimmy. Somewhere out there, there's a Jimmy really angry. We have a Rachel in the lab. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rachel. I mean, she's not a real person, but if something goes wrong in the lab, it's always Rachel. We fucked it up. <laughs> Blame Rachel. <laughs> I, go, I think Rachel. one thing we haven't mentioned, and if we can get back to the, the Hydra-coated yeah. book, is that we talk about oh. that we have two social so two social games, um, fundraising games, and one of them is, you know, if we get uh, funded faster, we'll release more adventures for those people who funded us, and it's just exclusively for those people who helped us um, get this goal. But the other one, and if you look at the Kickstarter preview page, which will be live tomorrow at uh, Eastern Time, 8 a.m. on Tuesday, on 1st of June, you will see that there is an artwork with featuring all the Hydra's head on it. And yeah. then you can see below it, we have a couple uh, goals you would like to reach, you know, like our Facebook page, share the post, share it with the hashtag and every. every so we're looking, uh, to re- we're looking to reach 12,000 followers on Facebook or thumbs yes. up, or are we looking for it's, followers? It's 
it's it's ten thousand uh, followers on Facebook. I think 10, we have 000? right now uh, twelve thousand. So you I can I can't talk. Five hundred <laughs> posts. Five hundred posts on Facebook. Uh, no, it's uh, the one that you're looking at right now is. Let me go back. So it's it's five hundred likes on the post, and then you can oh, see the uh, oh, nice. you can see the post if you click on that link. All right, and then a hundred shares, yeah. Six yes, hundred shares. Six thousand followers on Instagram. Do you guys don't already have six thousand followers? I think we've we completed that head. Oh shit! I was gonna say you're you're closing in on that. I know for sure. I check. We're getting that Hydra head done. That one's done. Notify oh, me. Sure. Notify me is basically the a uh, hundred hashtags. You can go on. Old men, old, old mage games, and hashtag Atlas Rise or Die. I can do a hundred for you. You guys can do all all the man rolling <laughs> dice as well if you would like to stick that there. We don't get angry no. if you put old man rolling dice instead of old, old man rolling stuff. dice is going to complete that hashtag that hashtag goal for everyone. We're, we're gonna we're yeah, gonna we figure will. it out. So and yeah, so five hundred tonight. <laughs> the thing is that if you if you get these goals, if we reach one goal, we chop one of the hydras head, and it will show up in the artwork as well. It's already you know made, and we would oh, love to great. see that heads chopping off. And if we get all of them, everyone will get the hydra coated book who contributed. Oh, so, that's awesome! That's awesome. I love that black hydra edition. It's it just looks so amazing. I would love to have that. I like it too. So, is there anything else you want to address before we? I mean. We're 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 cheerleading from the sidelines here. We want this to happen. But is there anything that that we've missed or that you wanted to add here? Or just a quick I... question: Like you're on the this is the eve of a Kickstarter. Like, how are you feeling? Like this is something that most people out there will never experience. What's it like to be sitting on the eve of a project that you've worked on this long and this hard, and about to see it come to fruition? I mean. Are you sleeping tonight? And if so, what are the next sort of three things you can't wait to see happen? What are, what are the top three things waiting to, you want to wake up in the morning and just turn on your computer and see? You know, there's two types of person. The one who never looks at the results of an exam and just waits a couple of days or weeks until he or she opens. And then the other one who keeps pushing the refresh button to <laughs> see if it gets if it gets the backers that the, the person or the project yeah. needs and i'm that person so i will probably be up the whole night just keep drinking and then eventually uh, in work pretend i'm working and then just keep pushing that refresh button and see where we are um i think my friends too as well but because they're in a different time zone they might have a little bit easier um work with that so i'm definitely going to stay up and you know just one thing we we would like to uh, state here is that no matter what happens tomorrow, we are really, really happy and excited to be at this stage. We've worked so hard to get this project live and it's happening, guys. It's happening tomorrow. You waited so long. We said to you, it's going to come out in 2020. And then we said to you, it's going to be real soon. No more saying real soon. It's tomorrow, 8 a.m. You don't have to wait more. And then where we are right now is all because of you guys. It's all because of old men rolling dice and because of other people who contributed to let us be in a podcast. And we have a community section as well on our Kickstarter page. And you should definitely check it out and see where um, where Atlas Rise or Die brought some people. Some people forged a sword. Some people talked about us in, in pitch streams. And we are really happy that we are here. No matter what happens tomorrow, I'm going to be satisfied and happy and probably cry at some point. But for now, I'm just going to keep pushing the refresh button. Yeah, I, I think I am the same type of person. I would be pounding that refresh button. I would want to know every, every time something new got added that someone else had signed on. I, I would want to play it cool and say, wasn't that guy? 
but I would 100% be lying and anybody who would be able to monitor my online presence would know that I was like on every two minutes. <laughs> like I was like a kid at Christmas all the time, right? Oh, we have we have one last question and then I think we're going to go. I and this is this let's give them a, a heads up. So we asked for some questions and we got a beautiful wonky question from a, uh, a from Bumblebee our... Cartography. Bumblebee Which, Cartography. If you get a chance, check you... her out on Instagram. Uh, we have a lot she of fun does. with Bumblebee. Uh, but she, she makes what... handmade maps. Beautiful. Yes. And her question is Do you think Brussels are ne a necessary vegetable? I think Brussels will yes. overheal you in Atlas Rise or Die to the maximum HP if you are low. <laughs> That's the, there that, are magic Brussels everywhere. That is your. That is your. What what do they call that? A power food? A um, yeah. a superfood? I would love to see somebody with a T-shirt now that just has magic Brussels on it and like just a picture of a Brussels sprout. I would be like, I know what that is. <laughs> that is a beautiful answer. That might be the best answer I've ever heard. That is beautiful, yeah. especially being put on the spot with with a very obscure question. <laughs> That I, think it, I think in my next D&D game, I need to add a, add a Brussels. Well, maybe oh, once I get my hands on Rise. I'm just give it a nod. Maybe if I get my hands on Rise or Die, I will Brussels we'll will have be a magic Brussels. You can do just Brussels, game. eat or die. The <laughs> the eat Brussels or die. Eat or die. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, Christoph, God. thank you for coming back. Thank you we so much you for having me. We wish you all the luck tomorrow. I will I will be one of the first people in line clicking by. So hopefully other people will join me there. I think you're going to do fine, though. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Thanks. So maybe so, at some point we can play together Atlas Rise or Die or Brussels. I think so. I think so. I think so. We've yeah. When we get our hands on a copy, we would love to have a chit chat after maybe we make some characters and talk character creation process with you because I'm a character creation junkie, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are really into that. I'll get you, you guys a hydro-coated book, no matter what happens, besides a thousand dollar. We're gonna hold you to that. We're gonna hold you to that. <laughs> no, Definitely. Very we good. appreciate everything you've done. Fantastic. Please go and check them out, guys, on Kickstarter. They it launches tomorrow, Tuesday, at 8 a.m. Eastern. And remember, when the game blows up and everybody's playing it, you heard about it here first. Being in on the ground level of something is fantastic. Check out, check out Facebook, check out Instagram, go over and look at the Kickstarter. Even if you're like, you know what? I don't know this is something I want to back. I guarantee you, you're going to be blown away by the quality of what you see. I think it's going to change a lot of minds if you just give it a look. We just, we just want you to, you know, to try this game out. And the only reason we can't right now is just because it's not funded yet. So if you guys can help us out tomorrow and make sure I won't cry the whole day, I would appreciate that. Thank you so much, guys, for, for having us here. And let's see what happens. Excellent. Let's sign out. We can all give our own version if you'd like. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Christoph, for joining us. Check out Atlas Rise or Die. Good night, Dick. See you, Stokfasok. Good night, Dick. <laughs>